0: Gloria Masters is an author and advocate for adults who have experienced child sexual abuse. She speaks from 16 years of lived experience and has managed to turn the final corner of healing into giving back. She does this through highlighting the issue of child sexual abuse to help other survivors. She just published her second book, Flight Path to Healing, a guide for CSA survivors, and is also the founder and CEO of Handing Back the Shame foundation. Gloria, welcome to right now. If, if you don't mind, would it, would it be okay to tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your story?
1: Yes, of course. So not that we want to uh, trigger or traumatise your fabulous audience, Gareth. Uh, so I'll, I'll do my best, but it's, it's the truth. So I was born into a family um, where I was uh, sexually abused and trafficked. Uh, for the first 16 years of my life and underwent um, being leased to gangs, um, rented out to or used in uh, satanic ritual abuse by the Freemasons. My father was part of them. And I had my grandmother, my father's mother, uh, teach me how to be... Uh, I know child prostitute is disgusting, but I don't know what else to call it to teach me to be the best child prostitute I could be. And this was at the age of five and a half. So yeah, that's just some of it.
0: In terms of, because this is, this is unimaginable to me. The the idea of it is, is, is off the scale in terms of, of your own, Healing. Um, what What were the key points you found for yourself, and what did you think? What do you think is important for people to be able to heal from something like this? Which, like I say, to me seems it's just unimaginable.
1: Well, it is, and for all survivors out there, you know, there's going to be less extreme and and in some rare cases, more extreme examples of this. But I don't share this to shock. I share this to bring attention to the cause, which is there are many of us as survivors out there in the numbers, and I don't think your country is uh, too different from this, is up to one in three adults. So let's breathe that in. Wow. Have experienced some form of child sexual abuse in their lifetime. So, in Houston, up to one in three.
0: That that I was going to ask you actually just just how how widespread this this is, but I I, I was I would not have expected an answer like
1: that. I know, and the reality is that. Pedophiles and pedophile rings uh, rub their hands with glee, Gareth, because no one wants to talk about this. It's a silent—I call it the silent pandemic—because um, it's uncomfortable for people, good people like yourself and people generally in the world. Um, because it's it's almost unimaginable, they find it uncomfortable to deal with. But what that means is, if we translate that forward, is it gives a free pass, actually, to these abusers and pedophiles to continue on.
0: Of course, that's why it's so important what you're doing to, to, to highlight it. Yeah. Um, when you see yeah. now this kind of current trend there seems to be of, of child sexualization, you know, in, in the media, in films, um, in magazines, um, and, and it seems just in life in general, does that, you know, given what you've been through, does that set off alarm bells for you?
1: Um, look, I'm really grateful. I'm I'm 100% healed. I, I've had decades of, of healing modalities. Um, so I, I'm very grateful to be here, A, to be alive, but B, to be able to give back as a survivor. Um, but yeah look it doesn't trigger me but it really concerns me because it becomes normalized and if we start to normalize that behavior in children wow what are we thinking um so yeah it's a real concern you'll even see in media you know these comments made or articles that come up every day around the world around these trafficking rings and what they're doing Um, but they say you know um, ring exposed for um for underage girls or procuring underage girls Gareth we've got to change the narrative rings exposed for child sexual abuse Let's call it what it is. Let's stop calling it pornography or child pornography. Let's call it child sexual abuse. That's what it is. Um, And, you know, I just think we've got, we've got really conditioned to accepting this, uh, this narrative and this sanitized version of, of what's going on for our beautiful children. What, what
0: role do you, do you see in terms of, of, of parents? Because I, I remember it really stuck with me. It was years and years ago. I was sat on a train yeah. and there was there was a kid opposite me who I'd probably put around about seven, maybe seven years old, that kind of age. And she had a top on with two handprints there. I'm talking seven years old, and it said all this what? and my dad, all this and my dad's loaded. And I'll never forget. it. I remember just looking at this kid and I'm looking at the dad, and I'm thinking, what What are you thinking? um so do do you think you know maybe parents maybe for an easy life just think yeah okay yeah you can have that top or yes you can you can do this you can do that yes you can go on that website you can you, whatever when actually parents need to actually take more of a stance in terms of their their children and say no you know uh, my job is to protect you
1: yeah and i think um i totally agree i think it's it's really hard for parents now because they're trying to protect it's a natural thing as a parent that you would but i equally think that uh, children are conditioned in and through media through advertising through movies you've talked about sexualization of children uh you know don't watch disney movies you know it's it's um there's so much out there and and there's this massive drive luckily uh in the states and and globally where we now recognize that trying to stop these traffickers is you know is, is a big challenge but there's awareness growing and I think Gareth if you said to me what's the biggest industry financial industry globally it's child sex trafficking make no mistake I
0: I think you're absolutely right in the sense that people are starting to become aware of something that that you know they would probably find so horrific the idea that the state and those people that you're meant to trust are actually involved in in things like this but then when you find like recently stuff like PayPal banning uh, an anti-grooming organization while at the same time allowing. A a, a pro paedophile um, organisation map to to use their services. You know that I think set off alarm bells for a lot of people. Like, well, hang on, actually, maybe the, you know, maybe they are trying to normalise this. Um, f- for you personally, what was there a, a, a particular event or something or a penny dropped or or you know there was an epiphany, something that clicked within you to to set you on a on a path of healing.
1: Um. I think it's that life was shit and there was only one way out, and that was for me to find a way. Um, You know, when you've been as abused as I have been, um, it's really hard to find hope and find a way through. And I think for me, it was when I became a mother, I realised if I wasn't happy and I was struggling, uh, my children couldn't possibly be happy, so you know, as a mum, I um, I just needed to deal with what was surfacing in front of me. Look, I, I wrote my first book, a memoir about it. Um, it's it's so horrendous, Gareth, that in New Zealand, no one wants to publish it or look at it. So I've I've had to self-publish. But it's truth, and I, I can't pretend it's not. Um, but it's just interesting the climate, and I guess the appetite for understanding what goes on in your country as well. Let's not pretend. <laughs> um, this is just being exposed more and more, and it needs to. Be, it needs to be uh, be really prevalent in people's minds I think because we've got children everywhere that are being groomed or lined up to be groomed um yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's horrendous and, and we, we do have a responsibility um as adults for our kids I think people forget that that actually you know we're the grown-ups here we, we need to take the bull by the horns and and, and sort this out um, in terms of someone maybe that's watching this, and obviously with you saying like you know one in three people, then the law of averages would suggest there's many people watching this that, that have experienced um, abuse. How would they yep. find you, um, Gloria? If someone was like you know I, I, I want to I want to have a conversation. I want to share my story.
1: Yeah. Okay. So look, I, I run a, a channel, very small, Gareth, compared to you, <laughs> but however, it's genuine. Um, Handing the Shame Back on YouTube, and uh, it's there every week. I interview fellow survivors and provide techniques and um, resource for survivors, adult survivors. So there's that, and there's also the charity I've just set up this year called handingtheshameback.org. Don't you love the name?
0: I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great what you're doing, and um, and I'd like to say, uh, obviously, thank you for joining us. But but thanks also for, because a lot of people, I think that you know, when such horrendous things happen to them, it's, it's the, the easier option is to not face it. Probably, I imagine, um, and, and to kind of try and try and disassociate. But you're facing it head on and, and and using your experience to help others. I think that's fantastic.
1: Well, I think Gareth, there's two things. So one is gently respectfully challenging you're right people do not want to deal with it it's too hard too painful but guess what it's still sitting in there and you watch behaviors you watch um challenges people face and the self-destructive patterns um that and paths that people go down and it's usually because of unresolved trauma so, look, I've got a few stats that may be useful because, again, um, it, it, this is very widespread. So, number one, over 93% of child sexual abuse occurs by a person well-known to the family or is a family member, yeah? ninety Over 93%. Wow. Number two... Um, Over 55% of suicides in our country, in New Zealand, have child sexual trauma at their base. Three, over 90% of addictions, and this is globally, can be linked back to childhood trauma, specifically child sexual abuse. You following me so far? Um, Yeah. Look at the layers upon layers upon layers. Over 75% of PTSD sufferers, you could be forgiven for thinking war vets, Vietnam vets, it's people like me. People who have suffered child sexual abuse carry post-traumatic stress and um, it's a shameful, secret, People just really want us to shut up and go away <laughs> um, right. because it's uncomfortable. So let's yeah. keep that in mind. But um,
0: like you said, it's the unspoken sort of pandemic, isn't it? That people just don't want yeah. to talk about. But that's yeah. why it's so important what you're doing. And, and uh, it's, it's great. It's great work.
1: Thank you. So um, I've got a couple of things to show you. So one is my, I wrote a, a guide, a, a book. Flight Path to Healing, which is a guide for child sexual abuse survivors. And in that, uh, from one survivor to another, um, I, I kind of discuss and detail um, techniques and, um, and things people can use or try, which will help to lift the shame and help to move them forward on a path of healing um so yeah
0: it's that's so that's so important given given the numbers we're 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 talking about that it's so important that that mm. people have a resource that's great so thank you so much and, and thank you so much for joining us Gloria we really appreciate it
1: you're very welcome